Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. The T20 World Cup semi-finals, this set in stone as things are about to heat up. New Zealand will be taking on Pakistan and England will be battling out with India. How good? We thought we'd have a bit of a chat to review the last few weeks of the World Cup and preview the pointy end of this tournament with Will McPherson, who's a cricket writer for the Telegraph Sport in the UK and one of the hosts of the Two Hacks, One Pro podcast. And he joins us on the phone this morning. Hey, Will, how's things going? Yeah, not bad, fellas. Good to be tuning in. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning on Keeping Izzy for Breakfast. Um, what have you made of the World Cup so far, mate? Can you remember seeing this many upsets? Yeah, it's been a bit of a classic, hasn't it? I mean, it's been a it's been a shame that um, the weather's got in the way occasionally. Over here in the UK, we don't really expect that from Australia. Whatever the time of year, we we just have this vision that the sun shines constantly in Aussie, but um, that's clearly not true. Uh, but when when the, when they've actually got on the park, it's been pretty amazing. Um, we've had some great upsets. England lost to Ireland, obviously. We saw more of the weekend with. Um, Dutch team kind of full of South Africans beating South Africa, which was pretty amazing. Um, and yeah, some, some great games. That, that India-Pakistan game will be remembered for a long time. So yeah, it's been a great tournament so far and I reckon it's going to some some pretty spicy semi-finals coming up. It should be a good finish. When you think of the minnow teams, um, Will, you think of the Ireland's, the Netherlands, you know, we've got plenty others that are playing in this tournament. Is this stem from all of the exposure that they've had in the T20 competition and the format? You got the Big Bash, you got the IPL, you got the Caribbean League. Are we seeing um, all this exposure paying off for these smaller nations? Yeah, I think there's definitely a little bit of that, and and I think they they get a chance to play more against international teams. I mean, I remember New Zealand were over this summer, and they I think they took a trip to, well, as well as coming to play test matches against against Baz's England team. They also went to, to the Netherlands, they went to Ireland, Scotland. They played they played against these other teams. So I think these teams are all getting more opportunities. T twenty, obviously the shorter the game, the more chance you've got of an upset, the kind of a more condensed format. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a great we're just seeing a little bit of how the great game of cricket's growing and it's becoming a sport that's not just played by, you know, six, seven, eight teams who we we've known forever. And it's actually played for played by a lot 
more and, and is a really popular sport. I mean, even Scotland didn't make it out of the initial stage, but they knocked over the West Indies, which would have been <laughs> unthinkable a few years ago. So that was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it's, I, I think you're right. I think um, just there's so many opportunities around the world and these players are growing. And um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a real, real force for good. Hey, well, what have you made of Australia's downfall? I see that um, in Aussie this morning, they're all starting to come out ex-captains and also um, saying just how poorly they've performed in this tournament. What's your thoughts? First and foremost, I thought it was very funny. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of, um, they, they, you know, they won the World Cup last year. They beat, they beat New Zealand in the final. Obviously, New Zealand beat England in that amazing semi-final. But they never really, like, they won it last year, but People over here certainly didn't kind of think they were the best team. I think that tournament was very heavily weighted on the toss, which is never great. The conditions meant that you always wanted to bat second, uh, as they were able to in every single game. Um, and then, and then this time round, they went into the tournament. They seem to be playing a lot of cricket in the build-up, and I, I noticed their players have been talking about that as kind of a bit of burnout or whatever. But that doesn't sort of kind of excuse like being absolutely mm. thrashed by New Zealand on the on the first night and from the moment that happened they they were really up against it to get through that they, they needed their game against England was rained out and if they if that had happened um they needed to beat England and they, they would have had a chance then but from that moment on you always kind of fancied uh Australia to go out in the in the pools and um yeah now they have I think yeah as I said here there's not too much sympathy knocking, knocking around for the Aussies <laughs> yeah, same here, buddy. Same here. What 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 do you think of South Africa's struggles in the major events, competitions? You've heard Mark Boucher coming out and just saying they're absolutely choked. We don't know what it is when you're going down against a a Dutch side full of South Africans. You said earlier, but you know what is it? What why do they struggle so much at these major competitions? It is it's quite incredible, and it you know I thought this what this time I thought they looked. They beat India. They started the tournament really well. They looked, they looked really strong. And I thought, God, this might actually be the year they they win something and that they they kind of come good on it. But it, it's very strange, and it's like a uniquely cricket thing. You know, I like my rugby as well. Um, and they, you know, they, as you guys know, they they've won the won the World Cup three times, just like the All Blacks. They they turn up for big events in, in rugby, whereas whereas in cricket they kind of wilt in that in that position. Um, this time. This will go down as one of the all-time greats. I mean, you got the one in 1999 when poor old Alan Donald dropped his bat. And, I mean, Grant Elliott had that amazing moment in, in 2015 when he knocked, knocked him out in the semi-final. Everyone remembers that. But um, what were you calling him? The hairy javelin, was it? Um, yeah, the hairy javelin. <laughs> and then, um, but this one, this one's an all-time great for them. I mean, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of mucking it up, I, I can't quite believe it. You know, they just had to beat the Dutch. The Dutch are obviously, as we were saying before, like a growing force, but quite incredible to lose that game uh, and, and to go out like that. They'd obviously already lost to Pakistan as well. I think they should have beaten Pakistan. Though, but they look a better team than Pakistan to me, but they failed to do that as well. Hey, well, we've got some smoking semi-finals coming up, and we know, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're back in the English, but who's been your team of the tournament so far? Who do you like? Well, that's the, that's the good thing about this tournament so far. All of these four teams we've got through have had some some pretty good wins, but also some uh, pretty disappointing losses. I'm sure the Black Caps would have been pretty disappointed at the manner in which they went down to England. Um, you know, England, England to that point, they'd just lost to Ireland. There was a chance to knock England out. I actually think England probably 
as an all-round squad, have 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 the best squad in the World Cup. I, I don't know, that might be a big call, especially just before a game against India. But India just look like they're kind of, they're still working this out a little bit. Obviously, Virat Kohli's an unbelievable touch, which um, which is A, amazing for the tournament, but B, very good news for India. And they've got, you know, Surya Kumar Yadav has emerged as like one of the absolute best, well, probably the best T20 batter in the world. So, so that's pretty cool as well. But they've all lost games they probably should have won, and they've 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 won a couple of games. They've cut they've come through with um, in difficult situations. England England didn't exactly look like title contenders when they were beating Sri Lanka the other day. I have to say, but they got the job done, and they're into the they're into the last four. They did what they needed to do. Ben Stokes, this is kind of when he comes into his own. He might there's been a bit of debate here about whether he should be in the England T20 team because obviously he's 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 going so well in the Test format. Working brilliantly with your mate Baz, um, and he just oh, yes. yeah, but he he just he just proved that he's an absolute clutch kind of. I don't know. We he, he, I suppose in rugby you might say like a test match animal. He's he's got that that kind of character where he just turns up in the big moments. We saw it in 2019 World Cup, 2019 Ashes, um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he he's the guy who kind of helps England out on Thursday against India. So Bears McCullum, a Kiwis coaching the English size. Do you predict a Scott Robinson to maybe take over the English rugby team? That would be pretty cool. Uh, that would be another like kind of charismatic Kiwi. Um, I mean, Baz, like it's it's been kind of amazing here with with Baz the transformation that's gone on under under him. He's been um, he's been seriously good, uh, and everyone's kind of loving just for the the sort of charisma he's brought back to the English Test team and fearlessness and I don't know maybe maybe we need some Kiwi in our rugby as well <laughs> no we don't want to see that we don't want to see that. that's just a little bit of tongue-in-cheek he's <laughs> up there with the barbars at the moment I'm no doubt the English Rugby Football Union will be circling hey quickly before we let you go we're just going to talk about our Kiwi side the Black Caps mate what have you made of of the Black Caps are you quite surprised we're a little bit apprehensive leading into this tournament more like myself or just about how how well they're going to go they started the to- tournament with a hiss and a roar obviously annihilating Australia but have you been quite impressed with how they've gone and, and how do you think the a semi-final plays out. I was seriously impressed with uh, that win over Australia. I actually quite fancied them to pull off an upset, but I didn't. I didn't think they'd be able to do it in such extraordinarily comprehensive mm. fashion. Like that was incredible. That's about as one-sided as a T20 gets. I I think they are a better team than they were 12 months ago when they got to the final. Um, I love Finn Allen at the top of the order. I think he kind of. He kind of really gets it in in the style of play that's required in T20 these days, and just really attacking. Glenn Phillips has obviously been unbelievable, both as a fielder and a batsman. So he's seriously exciting. They just look like a really well-rounded team. I fancy them to beat Pakistan. New Zealand are a consistent team, whereas Pakistan blow hot and cold. So I think New Zealand should get to the final. And um, certainly, if they're up against India, I hope they go they go one better than last year and and and, and pull off pull off that title I know you guys have all been waiting for in one of the one-day tournaments. I know the Test Championship happened in 20, 2021, but I'd love to see it in a, in a white ball comp as well. Yeah, well, I think we'd be a bit, bit more confident if we were taking on India. I don't know what it is about you bloody English, but you seem to have the will of all of us in competition finals. So in England, uh, an India New Zealand final will be a bit more comfortable. Quickly, before we let you go, Kane Williamson? Kane Williams, do you think he's back to full confidence and, and he's got real trust in his game at the moment? I just think he's like, a, a bit like what I said about Stokes, 
you know, you can debate mm. Kane Williamson's place in the team, whether he's whether he's in form, whether he's scoring scoring too slowly or whatever. I would just always want him there. I, you know, that kind of clutch personality. I think back to the final last year where he kind of single handedly um, got got New Zealand to a score, which I know it wasn't defended in the end, but it, it came. You know, they it put him in a good position. I'd always want him there. He was class in the 2019 World Cup, and I think that. That innings the other day might just get his tournament rolling and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the guy who turns up on Thursday. Breakfast, we really appreciate it. You're a cricket writer for the Telegraph Sport and host of Two Hacks, One Pro podcast over there in the UK. Thanks so much, mate, and all the best to England taking on India in the semi-final. Cheers, fellas. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. Why is it that coaches of the modern era think that coming up with the next big player selection is more important than just selecting the best players to get the job done? Wayne Smith, he's leading the way when it comes to common sense coaching. He's basically looked at his side, decided on who the best player to get the job done is in each, each position and picked his team. Currently, both the Kiwis and the All Blacks coaches are simply outsmarting themselves and putting unbelievable pressure back on the playing group by selecting players either out of their best position or electing to dismiss what combinations are best for the team and ultimately the result. While we watch our team struggle through the year, these masterminds find ways to make their job untenable. If it is frustrating hell for us, give a thought to the players. Man, they must be beside themselves. And the question remains, will we see more changes that make no sense being made this weekend for both the Kiwis and the All Blacks? You would think that after reviewing your team's performance, it would be quite simple. However, it will not be surprising to see our coaches decide to once again make selecting a team look so difficult. And for me, this weekend can spell the end of the road for one of the coaches if he gets it wrong. It's a tough gig to have. It is made even tougher by overthinking the obvious and creating your own demise by picking players out of position and getting it wrong. Let's hope they get it right this weekend. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Look, I, uh, you never know, but I hate to think if the All Blacks do change anything. We're looking for continuity and selections. They've built a bit of confidence in what they're about with a performance over Wales, and now only great teams can back up great performances. So now we're going to see whether Foster will show some faith in the selections. I'm expecting them to play the same team. Have to play the same team to give them cohesion opportunities and time in the saddle to build um, those connections. So I don't think there'll be changes there. With the Kiwis can beat, you'd obviously know a bit more than, than what I'm about. And obviously the centre role is a big department. And then where, what do they do with Asafa Solomona? Look, it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. And, and uh, look, I don't, yeah, look, obviously continuity and selections is hugely important, but I think it's more of that for the Kiwis. They were just, like, their, their skills were just poor. Like, dropping easy balls, their catch pass was was behind. Um, just getting to set, you know, like, what's the biggest rule in, in league? you got to get to complete your sets of six. Get to the kick. 
gets an opportunity to relieve pressure. Simple game. And at the moment, they're not doing that. They're lacking that. So whether selections will play the part, I know you want to see the big change in in the centre pairing. Um, But I think it comes down to more preparation and those boys just really nailing their roles and and doing what's best uh, for their job. And that's getting to the six and relieving pressure. And if they don't do that against Australia, who is flying at the moment, Josh Adokar is going to rip them to shreds. Mm. And um, they'll know that. They'll know that for sure. Latrell Mitchell, yeah, you're dead right. Mm. Start with the All Blacks. Like, imagine going in the All Blacks with your best team that can get 40 points across the nations up north and bring them home. How much that would do to the confidence of a nation? That's the that's the first thing. By changing in and out players out of position all that time, I just think it adds so much pressure not only to the coaching group but also to the playing group because they can't get any cohesion. And then you go over to the other side to the Kiwis. I actually think. Madge Maguire has just made some really poor um, positional um, decisions. One by yep. not starting Leota with Fisher Harris. You know, Ivan Cleary showed all year what he needed to do. One by moving Asifa Solomon to the edge when just leave him in the middle and use him as a bench player. And yeah. and that those three positional changes there actually are why Dills Brown can't get his foot his foothold in the in the ground. You know, and I told you about um, Sebastian Chris. Like, how would that mm. kid feel when Chance gets the position over him when he can't make the side all year? So, yeah, you know, I think this weekend, especially for Madge, is a big one. He gets this one wrong, I'd say that's his job. Yeah, mm. just just on that for for you get in there, Louis. Um, with uh, Safa Solomona, he it didn't work for the Melbourne Storm. You saw him playing a lot on the edge. And he was pretty erratic out there. You want the big man just to eat metres and just cause havoc in the middle. When he's on the edge, he tries to play a real ball-playing role, and he, he offloads, and, and he's not he's, he's indecisive. You just don't really know what you're going to get from him out on the edge. So get him in the middle, eating metres, carrying hard, making tackles, and that's where you'll get your best influence from a Safa Solomona. So I totally agree with that one. Just sure. really quickly on that, just to give you an example, just the education. If Safa is running in the middle of the park and they're tackling him with four blokes around him because he's so big, it releases Dills and, and Jerome. They don't have the players to go and get them. You know, it's yeah. real. The game is so simple, Louis. Yeah, no, it is, Kempi, when you put it like that. What do you make of it, though? Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kenatai phone line is there for you. Let's keep it simple. Does it frustrate you like it frustrates Kempi? Changes, lack of cohesion, or do you mm. think that Kempi's a bit off the mark and you have to innovate and se- selection innovation is part of innovating? This is how you do it. Quizzy that can play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that can play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. All right, all right, all right. It's that time of the morning. Gonna get someone paid. $50 TAB bonus bet today. 
could be yours to have a wee punt on the Addington Raceway. Let's go, Lue. Who we got? Br- hey. Hey, brother. Brenton. <laughs> Brenton. <laughs> brother. Hey. Good morning, brother. Hey. Good you, luck, bro? mate. I reckon you're going to get five yeah, straight yeah. here. So here we go. Here we go. You would have watched the race last year, surely, eh? Yep. All right. Which yep. horse won that race last year? That'd be copy that. Copy that. Roger. Roger. Question number two. The Butcher Boys are lining up for the NZ Trotting Cup today. Name one of the three horses they're driving. Oh, I haven't. Hi. Have a clue? Three. Have a clue, brother? Oh, heading down that long, dusty road. Dusty road. <laughs> 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 I'm going to take my horse back to. Sorry, Brenton. <laughs> Bye. See you later, mate. Mark, morning. Hey, mate. There you go, brother. Good, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. As you can tell, all my kid is down. So Louis leading me in. I can't see he's on the phones, but that's all right. Good luck today. Here we go. The Butcher Boys are lining up for the New Zealand Trotting Cup. Name one of the three horses they're driving. BD uh, Joe. BD Joe. Oh, Correct. Nice. I like that. Question number three. Who? Drove copy that to victory in the New Zealand Trotting Cup in 2021. Uh, Blair Orange. Blair Orange is correct. Question number four. Only three horses have won the New Zealand Trotting Cup three times. Name one of the three. Trouble clue. Yeah, Campo had a goose step. Tearing the lump. Tearing the lump. Campo had a goose Tear step. Tearing the love. Ah, oh, yeah. That was a great clue. <laughs> Tearing the love is correct. Half a clue. Question. Question. That was half a clue, so you got half a clue left. Here we go. Question number five. What distance is the New Zealand Trotting Cup? Oh, nice. 3,200 metres. Yes. Kayam. Too easy, too easy. How good he he's done his form, guy, and he's going to have a little punt today. Good luck. Who are you punting today in the cup? Spank him. Ooh, spank him, spank him home. Good luck, Mark. Hey, Mark, Appreciate Mark, it, Mark, Mark. Just before you go there, Mark, just stay on the line. You're not the person that just texts this. This is from another Mark. Boys, the weekend gone. I hit the lowest in my punting life. I always take the quaddy at Melbourne. Sorted it out and started to put it on with my phone. I got the third leg. I had Zaki and the two Kiwis as the favourite was about to enter them. I thought that Zaki cost me a few times and left it out. Well, that cost me 19% of a 35k quaddy. I'm still crying. Never change your mind punting. That's not you, is it, Mark? Yeah, mate. I'm still boring. I'm telling you. I've, every, day, every day, every minute that I've been awake since then, I've just been thinking of it. <laughs> Oh, Marky, you poor fella. Honestly, when Zaki won, I couldn't believe it. Trent, I wonder if Trent got on, because Trent, he loves the cat. Yeah, 
Trent's gone. Trent, Trent stopped texting when we slandered Zaki for maybe the 13th time a couple of months ago, so we wouldn't, we wouldn't know. Mark, um, hopefully you turn your $50 into a massive profit today, mate. Enjoy Spankham. Uh, that's Quizzy Dag. We're seven away from seven. There'll be a slice of history unearthed this evening, just after 5.30. When on that little circle of dirt in Addington Christchurch, the 2022 Trotting Cup champion is crowned. Well, how's this for a little slice of history of their own. The Butcher Boys, Father David drives the Kaikoura Cup winner Kango. One son, Benjamin, pilots the Red Hot Beady Joe. And the other son, Zachary, will look to lift the very quick old town road over them both. This is the first time in 80 years a father has driven against two of his sons in the race. And knowing these boys, I imagine the banter has been <laughs> hot. Morning, Zach. How you doing? Morning, team. How are we, boys? Ah, we're fired up, up. What's the chat been like in the butcher household? Uh, no, not too bad. We're actually just on track at the moment, just walking to make get a real feel of it. You know, see see where the best spot to be is uh, come five thirty tonight. But um, doing a few interviews and whatnot, there's a bit of hype around the day. It's pretty awesome, mate. Eh? All the tents are up, and uh, we're all pretty excited to be fair. Zach, can you put in because you've driven in this race before? You've we've actually, gee, you've had a pretty impressive career to date. Um, well, nearly a thousand winners, right? So you're going super. Can you put in context how big this race is for a driver or a trainer? Uh, it's, it's the biggest race of the year for us, obviously. Um, it's always been the one that I've wanted to win since I ever got into the sport. So uh, that's just me personally. But I guess it's such a big day. I think 15,000 they got on course today. and Every trainer and driver, you know, it's, it's the dream to win this race. And you've got to wait once every year. And there can only be one winner. So there's a few that have been waiting a long time for it. So hopefully... I can get in early and hopefully get this year done and uh, get that win under the belt. Zachy boy, standing starts, mate. Absolute nightmare. Anything can happen. <laughs> how do you make it? How do you? How do you? Well, what, what's what needs to go to plan? Obviously, you know, it obviously evens out the whole start. But man, it frustrates me sometimes. So, what do you need to do? To make sure you start so well on Old Town. I, re- I reckon, mate, you just got to have them relax. Stay like. Whoop. So many people being on course, it gets loud, eh? There's a, there's a lot going on around here, so just keep them relaxed um, or as much as you can anyway, and then just walking in quietly in soft hands, mate. We always talk about it, get the, get the soft hands out there, boys, and uh, everyone's just got to call the nerves. If you're nervous, the horse will be nervous, so, you know, we'll just, it's one of those things you just hope for the best, and if you step away, then worry about everything after that, brother. What's the ideal situation for Old Town Road, mate? And, and talk us through it. What would it mean for young Zachy Boy to get the job done, the biggest race in NZ oh. over as Farno? I probably probably should have made the absolute world to me, mate. I can promise you if I do get over the line in first place, I'll be having a cold beverage, you know, after. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. So, hey, look, if, if we step good early, that's my main aim. Step good early and then... Um, yeah, we'll just see what happens after that. Anything can happen today, boys. Honestly, it, I've talked to Dad and Ben in uh, two minutes, boys. I've got to go in two minutes. I've got another interview. Talk to Dad and Ben. It's one of those things where uh, if you step, just it, it all depends on what everyone else wants to do. So if the luck swings our way, we'll be all right. Um, okay, five minutes. We've got five minutes, boys. We've got plenty of time. Hey, Z- hey Zach, <laughs> just, yeah, just quickly, Zach. What, you know, you've got so many good um, drivers in the sulky, you know, like, and you're in there and, and a few of them have been you know, still chasing that elusive cup. Why is it so hard to win? Uh, just, oh, I guess, the sheer amount of, you know, horsepower in that race and, and how much luck actually does need to swing your way. Uh, obviously, there's been a few drivers that have 
accomplish it more than once or twice and you know even to win it once you've got to be pretty lucky man so I just yeah everyone preps that horse for that race on that day and every horse is you know absolutely raw and made it be like going to the rugby world cup the boys are on you know so that's what it is and you guys would know as well as anyone how hard it is to win those big ones so yeah you just got to be right on the day and hopefully everything swings your way. Hey, Zach, um, just a couple of quick ones before we let you get off to the big time on the camera, the TV. I hope you've done your hair and brushed your teeth, mate. Um, Merlin, <laughs> sevens into fives. It's not an ideal draw when you got that good one, um, Don't Stop Dreaming, that's going to get the, the easier trip. But Merlin hasn't lost yet, so does he just win again? Oh, hey, look, honestly, I hope so. If there's any horse that can do it, uh, it's that horse. He's pretty special. Uh, he's got a real bright future ahead of him. He just he needs a little bit of luck with those horses off the front line. They might burn early. If they burn early, mate, it'll bring him right into it. And he's got the speed. If they're running home in 28, he'll run over the top of them. But if they get into the easy in front and they run home in 26, he's, he's going to struggle. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why I can't win. I thought sevens was great money, and I still think five is pretty good money for him. Okay, nice and simple. Old Town Road for Izzy... Kempi, myself, listeners, can we have an each-way each way ticket and feel like we're going to be in it right to the death? 100%, boys, 100%. Uh, he's got the speed. Uh, I think he'll stay out the two-mile. And just on his uh, form previous to today, it's, it's been fantastic. So I can't see why not. He's shown uh, that spirit and that he can match it with the big guns. And obviously today's going to be different. The, the only thing I would say, boys, i just got to step away. If I step away, you'll be laughing. Uh, we'll be right in it. But, um, Fingers crossed, team. Fingers crossed we, uh, we get the job done. Yes, Zach. That's what we want to hear. Go and get on tally, mate. Enjoy the day. We'll see you at the track. Appreciate your time. Zach Butcher. Legend, team. Appreciate it, mate. Good yeah, luck. That, oh. Good luck. You don't want to be on the one that doesn't step away in that oh, race. Mate, I hate those standing <laughs> starts. Honestly, it's a lolly scramble. It's like the start of the Greyhound race when your horse, when your dog gets chopped straight out the gate. You're like, oh, that was a... Half a second worth yeah. of money. How good. You're meant to be yelling at the TV at the end of the race, not at the beginning of the race. You're going, get yeah. away, get away, get away. Oh. Boys, as, as Zach said, if he's nervous, the horse is nervous. If you're nervous, he's nervous, the horse is nervous. you just got to keep cool. Mm. Old Town Road steps away, gets a nice drag into it, and watch him come bowling over the top of Rock and Roll, do and copy that. They set a furious pace. Old Town Road steaming, and then we just pump that little Nas X song. All show anyone, time. anyone but Rock and Roll do, because Gareth Hall was talking it up over in Melbourne. He's like, we're going to come over and take your own cup. I said, mate, you're dreamy. You boys can't even do anything in your own backyard, let alone over here. Come they on. got empty cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to talk to Colsey, because he is an absolute champion. We love having him back home in Aotearoa. Many of the world's best squash players have descended on Tauranga this week for the New Zealand Squash Open. It will be headlined by New Zealand's very own Paul Cole and Joel King, who will be looking to bounce back from a close defeat in the inaugural Nations Cup over the weekend. If there's one person you can always rely to get up off the floor and overpower his competition, it's Paul Superman Cole, who is on the phone with us now. Colsey, morning, brother. Kia ora, brother. You don't get many bloody better intros than that, do you, eh? <laughs> Always the best for the one and only Paul Cole, mate. Absolute champ. We love having you back home. Quickly, how's, how good is it to be back in New Zealand uh, playing squash at home? Mate, it's uh, it's sensational, honestly. Um, you know, being being back home, it's, it's my first big, big tournament back here. So, 
Uh, I'm just trying to enjoy it, man. Not trying to put too much pressure on myself. Yeah, I got uh, 35 of the family coming up from Greymouth, so they're going to be they're going to be rocking, getting stuck into the beers. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Hey, Kelsey, I've got I've got to ask the question, mate, because it's, it's in my mind. Have they have they done something your your team with the Superman logo and put put it on a T-shirt for you so that we can all buy one? <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, they like to put them out there, but I, I try and I try and stop them. I don't. I don't. It's hard for me to call myself Superman, but uh, the the Farnells the Farnells created some T-shirts and they've made them the Coltrane, so uh, they're rocking those this week. Oh, nice, mate! Send a couple oh. up. Me and Izzy, will, me and Izzy, will chuck them on, mate. They'll look real good. How good's it been home, mate? You must be you must be happy to finally be back back here. There's a bit a little bit of sun around. Oh mate, I'm absolutely buzzing. Honestly, um, as soon as I landed, it was uh, straight onto the golf course. Um, so you know, catching up with few mates, catching up with family. It's it's nice. It's nice to relax. It's nice to be home playing. Uh, like I said, it's my first sort of big PSA that New Zealand squash have had. So for the sport in general, it's wicked, man. It's um it's great for the sport. You see a lot of you know we've had a few schools in. I've been to speak to a couple of schools. So we're trying to. You know, created as like an event that's going to help squash as well. So um, yeah, it's great, man. We're we're really sort of you know pushing that to the public. I'm enjoying it, and you know, hopefully they sort of realise you know how good it is to have you know the world's best playing on our shores. Now, how'd you find the Nations Cup, um, Colsey? Like obviously a different wee format. You think it worked? I thought it was crap, mate. We lost. Um... <laughs> <laughs> apart from the result, man. Apart from the result, um... you gave it a good angle. No, it was, it was cool, bro. It was interesting. Like, I didn't really um, get a grasp of it. Like, it was sort of all over before I even thought I started. But uh, it was it was cool, man. It was something different. It was sort of, you know, trying to mimic the T20 of it. Um, short, fast. Um, you know, the crowd got into it. We had power plays. Um, I think I think the event did a very good job, to be honest. Um, they had music flying around. They had lights flying around. Um, the crowd was pumped up. So it was a cool atmosphere in there. Um so I think they did a very good job, and hopefully it sort of squash can build on it from then. I think it's a good addition to you know mm. um, change it up a bit and create something new in squash. Hey, Colsey, I've been watching a bit of squash, mate. It's my new go-to game now um, since we, since we've had you on a few times, and it is intense, mate. Muhammad Al Shabagi and 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 that nation of of squash players, they are on another level. Are you looking to, looking forward to playing them in this tournament? Yeah, I know, mate. They're um they're on a tear at the moment, so uh, we, we're trying to change that. Um, we, we're getting a few internationals up there, which is good. But um, it's impressive what they've done, to be honest, as a country. You know, and you know, it's a, a sort of a bit of a dynasty for them at the moment. So um, I'm looking forward to playing on home shores, mate. To be honest, um, I've been living in, in their backyard for for quite some time now, so it's nice to you know have one on our in our terrain and and sort of you know have a bit of home support. It's, it's going to be a, a buzz and. Um, yeah, mate, it's intense for sure. It's it's you know it gets pretty heated on there, especially like last week. It was like first to seven, so it was just balls to the walls from the word go, and see, it's like race to the finish line basically. So um, it's exciting, man. It's exciting, and you know we're looking forward to this week. I think they sold the tickets out in fifty minutes, um, so wow. I think there's going to be you know, two thousand odd people packed in there. It's going to be a, it's going to be good, mate. Is there a, a real genuine friendship i was watching and like there's a little bit of chat thrown around and you, you're both like kind of joking around is it is it a friendly relationship or is it more of a look i'm gonna be a little bit nice here but i want to knock your head off kind of setup. 
<laughs> it gets heated, bro. It gets heated quickly. Um, yeah. Everyone's everyone's pretty good friends, but I always get the feeling, man, when it, when we step on that court, like blood starts to boil, and uh, you know, it's sort of everyone sort of leaves those friendships off court. You know, it's squash is quite cool like that, though. I feel like you know, a lot of people are able to leave stuff on court and sort of you know be am- amicable off court, but. Um, Mm. Yeah, if you're nice on court, mate, you're going to get left with dust. So um, my coach always tells me to man up a bit on court. So something I'm working <laughs> on, mate. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You bring, big, big, bring out the fiery Colsey. I've seen it, mate. I've seen it for sure. And he's <laughs> bloody good. Hey, quick, quickly, just on the resurgence of, of yourself and Joel King and New Zealand squash as a whole, have you sensed the real sudden change and, and real appetite for young squash players around New Zealand. Like, how have you been um, kind of received once, once you've been home? Obviously, this is the first big PSA tournament in New Zealand for a long time, or is it ever? I, I'm unsure, but, mate, this is huge for squash New Zealand. Are you noticing the difference in, in numbers and people playing the game of squash? 100%, brother, and it's, it's quite cool because there's actually a lot of um, sort of young guys floating around the event. Uh, I know they probably invited some schools there, but there seems to be quite a lot of you know young interest in squash, which in the past it's probably been quite a um, a more older generation sport. You know, as you get older, you sort of take up squash. But you know, to have a few sort of um, younger guys looking at squash is, is healthy for the sport. That's what we need. That's where the sport grows. So yeah, it's cool, bro. It's real cool. I mean, I went to a school to speak the other day and. Um, it was cool. They they sort of they actually knew who I was, which was um, I was shitting myself that they didn't really know who I was. Um, but yeah, it was cool, man. It was. Um, it That's was what I mean. Fun. Like you, really you, you, it. you're growing the brand, eh? Like people are starting to know Paul Cole. Like everyone on the show knows Paul Cole, and, and just in the last year, you're pretty like crazy about how much the Paul Cole brand has kind of grown. It's, it's weird for me, man. Weird for me. Um, I'm not used to it at all at the moment, and. Um, but it's cool. It's good for squash. Um, you know, squash has always been a bit of a minority sport. So if we can sort of get it on, on the mainstreams, I believe it's on Sky Sport all week this week, which is really cool for sport, um, for squash show. Mm. So yeah, if we can, we can keep growing it and trending it in the right direction. I think, you know, New Zealand Open's already confirmed for next year and the World Men's Teams is already confirmed for next year. So December next year, we've got some, a big couple of tournaments going again, which is great. So yeah, if we can just build on this and, and sort of, you know, build it from there, it'd be great. Good work, Colsey. You'll build it. Don't worry about that. Mate, there's lots of other sport going on around the world at the moment. We've got World Cups galore with the league and the rugby and and obviously the T20 cricket. What else has been keeping your interest lately? Mate, I'm a big league EA. My Uncle Tony was playing for the Kiwis, so I've been following them. Um, had me on the fence on, on Saturday morning, that's for sure. But, uh T20 cricket as well, man. Love my cricket, so I've been getting into that. Um, it's love. I watch all the sport, man. All the Kiwis around the world, I, I get onto it. Speaking of Foxies, off to South Africa this 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 weekend, so I'm sure he'll tear it up there. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Colsey, we love having you back in, in NZ, flying the flag. Hopefully you and Joel can do the job. Just quickly, before we let you go, one last question. Where's Colsey at, at the moment with his game? And, uh, you know, w- any innovation or anything we can look forward to in this game? I know it's a game of bloody inches when you're playing these matches. I was watching you take on Al Shabaggy. Man, you boys are flying around that court. But, um, mate, where you're at at the moment with your game? Yeah, working working on my game at the moment, mate. My game's um, feeling like it's uh, in real good shape at the moment. To me, it's a bit of a mental battle at the moment. Um, trying to 
you know, um, get the right sort of zone going. Um, so, yeah, I'm working through that at the moment, brother. Um, but we're feeling good. We're feeling confident going into this week. And, you know, my main objective this week is just to enjoy it at home, soak up everything there is and enjoy some family time and um, play hard as always. Enjoy it, mate. You're an absolute champion. We're all so proud of you here, and it's great to be seeing the best in the world on our own shores. I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy a hell of a show there in Tauranga, um, mate, for the PSA Open, and well done. Well done. Congratulations, and all the best for the next couple of weeks, brother. Thank you, brother. Thanks for the support, boys. There he is, the one and only Paul Cole, Greymouth's favourite son, is back in the NZ on our shores. And, uh, mate, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. I saw those Superman outfits. You see the lads before he was running out wearing all these Superman outfits. <laughs> they were getting out there. They were sweeping the floor and getting all the sweat and the water off it and uh, off the surface, mate. So, yeah, Colesy. I think that's for Colesy. Look, I've, I've been talking to him for a wee while. And when you are the best, it's hard, like it's it's you you're so hungry when you're trying to get to the top, but it's only the special few that can remain at the top for a very long time. And I think that's Colsey's situation at the moment. You get to the top and then you're like, Ah, what now? You know, how do I stay here and trying to innovate and come up with new ideas and motivation as as well, because it is tired, eh, Kippy? When you're at the top, you got people pulling you left, right and centre, you got sponsorship, you got marketing, you got school visits. It can get pretty overwhelming. So I think that's the situation for Colsey at the moment is he's having to deal with just all the success that happened pretty quick and then you get you're just trying to find that balance uh for, for Colsey. Yeah, and I think he touched on that too, you know, like coming home and, and realising that there's, you know, all these young people walking around and and people actually starting to realise that we've got such a good squash player. Um, the, the hardest one for me is he would be sitting in those stadiums overseas and all around him is support for the other players and, and not a hell of a lot for him. And yet he's got to go out there and perform, knowing that you know he's in finals nine times out of ten. So he's obviously got a lot of mental resilience, like for his preparation. And I and I take what he says and around, you know, it gets really heated in there. Like I've seen him in that in that um, on that court, and him and um, Shabagi, they they go at each other. You know, they contest every single point, and that's what I like about him. He's such a competitor. Great to chat with Paul Cole and, and Joel King and all the best squash players are here on our shores and they sold out in 50 minutes. So great to see his success paying dividends in New Zealand with everyone supporting him. And uh, watch this space. I reckon the squash game is going to fly and be at the top level. If it isn't already, he's uh, he's an absolute champion. I, I just love that he was conscious about going into a school and wondering whether they know who he is because that's the sort of yeah. guy he is. He's so humble and he doesn't really consider himself like Kempe. He doesn't want the Superman T-shirts and that sort of thing. But what's super heartwarming is that he's got to a place through just genuine hard work and being a good guy. And he's not young, Paul Cole. Like, what would he be? Mm. Is he? He's early 30s, isn't he? I, I think he's, yeah. he's, he's 31. So... He has taken his whole professional career to get to this point, but what he's doing is forging a pathway, and Kempi, I know you're massive on this, for squash players to come, and that will be mm. a bigger legacy than him being, say, flying first class or business class around the world. That'll mean more to him in the long run, I'm certain of it. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. And I witnessed it when I went to Tauranga. Like, you had these young squash players there, and they all were like, I want to be Paul Cole. You know, I was like, what do you want to do? And they're like, I just want to be Paul Cole. I want to be on the PSA. I want to be travelling the world and playing squash. And before Paul Cole did it, and I know there was Suzanne Devoy, and, and we've had some great squash players in our time, but this is a different generation. This is a different time where there's actually a genuine opportunity for these players to go around the world, travel the world, and make a good career and make some good money out of it. And he's forging away. Him winning the winning on the on the PSA or getting to world number one is actually showing these young kids, wow, anything's achievable from little old New Zealand, five million people, we can go out there and be the best squash player in the world. And he's giving people hope. And that's what I love. He's so genuine, mate. And he deserves all the success he's getting because he works extremely hard. He is so fit. That boy is training the house down every single day. So these uh, these performances aren't just luck. He's putting in the hard work too, and that's what no one else sees. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.